0: Hi, I'm Ali Muldrow, the host of A Public Affair on Tuesdays. You can listen to this show any day of the week, any hour of the day, on the WORT smartphone app or on WORTFM.org. If you love what you hear, click that donate button and support community media. Your donation makes a huge difference.
1: Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic
2: because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency
0: radio. Good afternoon, Madison. You're listening to WORT 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Maldro, and you are listening to A Public Affair. Today we're talking about reproductive health in Native and Latinx communities with doulas from Roots for Change. Uh, I want to start by asking y'all how you're doing. So, Matilde, how how are you doing today? Uh, good afternoon,
2: everybody. Yeah, Matilde Cachiguango. I'm very good. I'm a doula, community health worker, and member of Roots for Change Cooperative.
0: And can you tell me just a little bit about Roots for Change and why you're doing the work you're doing?
2: Uh, Roots for Change is is a cooperative of doulas and community health workers, that I said. And we work for the well-being of the women. So we fight for the rights that they usually then the moms don't have. So we are created different programs like uh, we're going to talk about, but we are a professional tulas who help the women. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on the air on WORT 89.9 FM for a Public Affair today. Before I introduce our other two guests, and I know you all are really excited to hear from these folks, I want to remind you that it is Pledge Week and we need your support. This is listener-supported community radio. We can't do this without you. If you want to give, the number is 608-256-2001, extension 1, or donate online at wortfm.org. Just like last week, we have our our former engineer Andrew hanging out with what us. What do you today. mean?
1: I've been here the whole time.
0: I, I, you know, I'm like I feel like that is hard for Ben. I
1: didn't even leave. Um, cause... I've just been here all week. <laughs> no, I, 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 am, I am returning. You're right because <laughs> this station and this show means so much to me, and uh, uh the, you know we can't do. The kind of work we do on this show without uh, your support as the listener and um also like to thank uh patty for answering the phone and taking your pledges and uh liliana's for donating food for all of our hard-working volunteers and hard-working volunteers is exactly why we need your support because we can't just do it with the hard work and dedication of people we um, unfortunately <laughs> capitalism is uh got a tight grip on all of us right so we we do need your donations to keep the lights on keep the transmitter running um call in that number is 608-256-2001 extension 1 and or at wrtfm.org yeah get at us and
0: you can give a lot you can give a little i'm gonna get us started by pledging to give 25 dollars um if you if you can give, please do give. And with that being said, I'm going to introduce us to the next two folks that we're talking to. So, Mariela, uh, I, I want to welcome you to the show. I also want to apologize for the mispronunciation of everybody's name. I'm just going to say sorry in advance. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Buenos dias, Ali. Muchas gracias por tenernos en tu programa. Thank you. Good morning, Ali. Thank you for t- having us in your in your show. And it's OK, Mariela, I know it's a mouthful, um, but I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Um, I'm really, really happy to be here.
0: Can you talk to me a little bit about why it's important to you to to be a doula, why it's important to you to do this work? Um, why indigenous women and and Latina women need this sp- support specifically?
3: There's a lot of whys um, in, in that question is um, confounded question. And I think um, for me particularly, and I think that ethos of roots, we became doulas because of our own lived experience. Being a doula is not an, 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 emotional, an emotional companion for, for a pregnant body, a pregnant person. It's not something that it just you just want, work out one day and you just want to do it. No, it, it's a path and it's a passion. Um, and why is important for Latina and Indigenous bodies with, in Dane County to have this support? Um, I think that is because it sh- is a right. It's a right to give birth um, when your rights as a human being are, are being respected, regardless of the color of your skin, of the accent of your voice, or the, or the con- con- uh, historical context of your life. It's a right that is increasingly being violated um our bodies historically Latino indigenous black bodies have been um murdered you know emotionally and physically and metaphorically and 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 I think that Abdullah plays a role I, I almost like a protection um you know shield that um, allows the person to, have space to hear her own thoughts or their own thoughts and to make a decision on, for their own well-being. Um, so we are a facilitator of communication. And in a, in an era where the voices of women are and be, and being um, shut down, I think that a doula it, could have the capacity to be an amplifier of, of resistance,
0: and I want to just tell folks who are listening a little bit about you. So you provide technical and research di- di- driven support to Roots for Change. You hold a master's in public health from the University of Wisconsin Madison and a certificate in global health. Can you talk a little bit about kind of what what your your education has allowed for you to understand um, about about the needs of of folks who give birth about the needs of folks who experience pregnancy in our community.
3: Yeah, and I must say, and I, you know, Rosalba and Matilde know that I don't like to brag about my education because I really don't. But I think that sometimes is due. There's not a lot of Latina PhDs in the United States, and um, and I completed
0: my PhD in May, so um, I we're gonna that... brag about it. We're gonna brag about you. Good for you. Well done congratulations
3: thank you. thank you and I think that the um the reason why I say it is because the reason why I went to a for a phd is um because of roots because the work that we were doing um and because only, unfortunately and somebody mentioned capitalism knowledge is also extremely hierarchical and uh elitist and it should not be mm. right um, and you have knowledge and you have knowing ways of knowing and for and for roots we're trying to marry both so from my positionality, first is a mom who suffered um you know obstetric violence who had children two daughters uh, high risk pregnancies and and suffered um a residency in the NICU for more than 3 months with my youngest daughter that was um a moment of awakening for me um of shifting careers and understanding that Raising a child while immigrant um, is something that you cannot do alone. Raising a child while whatever is something that nobody should be doing alone, right? Um at giving birth alone. So um with a company of 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 roots and you know all the members and partners and collaborators that we had along the way, um I have been able to to understand not because not because of my I'm smart, it's just because life, context, and circumstances, right? You we learn from pain many times. Um, that we can we cannot have a conversation about health disparities, maternal disparities, maternal mortality, infant mortality without understanding the context um that surrounds those lives and without really creating data collection approaches and analysis that harnessed that lived experience of people. A data point is a number that has a name. And and what we're trying to, with Roots is that can we combine both? Can we combine that the statistic with a story um, in a way that makes sense to us, in a language that makes sense to us, and then, then eventually can be translated to others?
0: Thank you so much for speaking to that. And we also have Rosabella N- N- Man- Montoya, who grew up in a rural town in Mexico? She is a doula, the owner of punet Elba LLC, a founding member of Roots for chains Cooperative. How are you doing today? And I know you want to speak in Spanish and answer questions in Spanish, and then have have some translation. So, if you're listening, that's what we're doing. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you, and, and good
4: afternoon, everyone. Yes, my name is Rosalva Montoya, like I said. I- I grew up in Mexico. I am a doula and community health worker. Um I'm really interested in in lactation. I am a consultant lactation. And um yeah, thank you, thank you for the for inviting us.
0: Mm -hmm. It's so great to get to have you all here. And I, I was thinking about doing a little prep before this interview. Tony Evers had committed a couple years ago to really reducing the infant mortality rate in Wisconsin. We have a really high maternal mortality rate. We have a really high infant mortality rate. And it's even more alarming when you talk about the rate of infant mortality and maternal mortality among women of color. What is Roots for Change? Uh, Rosa, Rosa Bal, uh, I'm sorry, Rosal, Rosalba. what is Roots for Change doing to address infant mortality and maternal mortality across Wisconsin? And has the support of the governor um, meant anything for your organization? It's a really
4: good question. Mariela, can you help me a little bit uh, for this decirlo bien.
3: Decirlo en español y yo te traduzco y ahí me hago metiendo. Sí, sí, pero se pregunta
4: de ella.
3: Ok, entonces, ¿qué, qué es lo que está haciendo Raíces para el Cambio para poder um, enfrentar lo que es la mortalidad eh, materna en Wisconsin? Y si el apoyo del, go- del gobernador Evers nos ha ayudado. Hmm.
4: Bueno, Raíces para el Cambio trabaja, trabaja con por la equidad de las mamás latinas e indígenas aquí creo que sí se ha reducido eh, bastante eh, desde las cesáreas hasta se ha reducido um, a la um, ¿cómo se dice en español um, el, el mal manejo de la de, de las inequidades son eh,
3: raíces oh. para cambio Racist Cambio works within the intersection of health and inequ- inequities within the Latino community, right? Rosal is saying that um, based with our work, right, um, one, of the, uh, one of the things, the more intervention there is in a birth, the more likelihood of, you know, um, poor health outcomes, including mortality. So one of the things that with our work, we have seen um, a reduction of C-sections in the moms that we see which is huge right? I, because
0: the, the rate ask,
3: of cesarean section
0: is high in Wisconsin. <laughs> can I ask really quickly? So I I've heard that the rate of cesarean section in Wisconsin is about 50% between 50 and 30% where you depending on where what community you give birth in. For you all mm-hmm. and for the moms you work with, what is your rate of cesarean section?
2: I uh, I think we are yeah. like like um uh in five months, that one or two is a cesarean but it's um is uh also we we prepare them no if uh, first with information doing exercises massages and something but we prepare them wh- what we say what we can say to the doctor to wait until the last minute of the pregnancy is going okay, we fight for the rights for her that not have a cesarean. But if they need to have a cesarean, they are prepared for that uh, mentally and uh, physically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's five to three uh, to two, sometimes, yeah, think almost 20% for us. Yeah, like with Mati.
3: Um, because the preparation for a cesarean, you never know, you get pregnant, and you really know what will happen. Most bodies, Will be able to do it right um, to have a, a birth that is, um, you know, vaginally. But one the preparation prior the birth, the uh, understanding of your rights to advocate or inform consent, or asking, 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 or having second opinions. That's something that usually our community is not accustomed to do, nor even in our own countries. Um, where the medical system h- is highly hierarchical. So I think that just having f- a client that say, I advocated for my b- birth, I said to the doctor, if there is no clinical need for it, I don't want to have a cesarean. I, I don't actually want to be induced because induction then most likely will carry a cesarean. Not always, but it, it increases the likelihood. So I think that that's, um, for us, looking at our rates is one thing, But we need to go backwards to see and when can we start intervening for that person to learn about the process of birth. And if a cesarean has to happen due to an emergency, so that the person will have the tools and resources to also cope with that decision.
0: Thank you so much for speaking to that. And if you're just joining us, just tuning in, just jumping into your car for lunch, you are listening to WORT 89.9 FM. I'm your host, Ali Muldrow. This is A Public Affair, and it is Pledge Week, y'all, and we need your support. We want to continue to have this incredible conversation with our doulas from Roots for Change on giving birth in Native and Latinx communities. Um, But we also have to keep talking to you all about giving. So please give us a call at 608-256-2001, extension 1, or donate online at wortfm.org. Andrew why is this conversation important to you as as somebody who I don't think you identify as Latinx or indigenous but I Um, could find out something new about you I don't
1: but I have very close family members that are from El Salvador Mm -hmm. um so I mean this is important to me um because my niece just had a baby um congratulations uncle so I've been an uncle for a long time she's uh 28 now so oh, wow. i was a I was an uncle as a child but this <laughs> is important to me i mean this is you know uh, reproductive rights and also i mean the just the ability to like safely just to birth a child if you if you want to have a child and you want to birth this child like to do it safely that's Something that should just be standard in well, the whole world. So and I think that's...
0: something you just said though is so important. Like if you want to have a child, and I'm like, yeah. it should be if you want to have a child. Right. But we live in a state right now where it's it is not, a, in, a, ideal, a yeah. it's a felony to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's illegal to have an abortion. There's nobody providing abortion. So it's interesting to live in a state that has a really high infant mortality rate, a really high maternal mortality rate, and mandates yeah. um, that people who can experience pregnancy give birth. The other thing I think we forget about when we have conversations about birth is All of the things that can happen during birth, right? Like there's this kind of idea of like a healthy pregnancy or an unhealthy pregnancy. um, And there's a lack of understanding for the many kinds of complications and long term impact pregnancy can have on a person's body. Um, It's a pretty serious, very medically complex, even when you don't have a particularly medically complex pregnancy um, reality that that people have to navigate uh, in ways that that feel comfortable to them. So if you care about this conversation, mm-hmm. care about WORT, um, I want to just give a quick shout out to the folks who are answering phones. Huge shout out to our engineer today, Ben, our producer, Rochelle, um, who I've gotten to work with for the whole four years that I've been on the air. And a huge shout out to Sholly Pittman, who is making sure you you know, Shelly is is the reason we're having this show, the reason we're having this really important conversation. So support us and the work we're doing and the people that we're highlighting. Give us a call today at 608-256-2001, extension 1, mm-hmm. or donate online at wortfm.org. What are some of the things folks can get if they give?
1: Well, I mean, of course, at the... Well, I'm gonna start at the top here. Of course, at the $150 pledge level, you can get the new Wart Funky sticker hoodie. Um, they look really nice. And um, it's getting
0: cold out. You yeah, know, you need another sweater.
1: Um, you can also, um, I think one level down, we've got the, um, oh no, two levels down at the hundred dollar level. We've got the wart retro airline bag that I've been hearing people talk about, and that's pretty good. And, and and honestly, you know, for this show right now, we only need about three more donors. We need three more pledges to, to keep this going. Um, keep the lights on here. So um. Then this is like, you know, it, it's not just about the gifts, but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, you should get something back. But um, and then even down one more level at the $80 level, that's $6.67 a month for monthly donors. You can get two tickets to the <laughs> Wart Family Feud, which I only just heard about last week. The Mel and Floyd and Mr. Smarty Pants versus um, uh, from the Friday, I believe, <laughs> edition of A Public Affair, um, and Tony Castaneda and Bad Sister Heidi are going up against each other in a uh, Family Feud style uh, game, so that should be pretty wild. Um, I, if you know with all those personalities. <laughs> I know. I
0: I kind of want those tickets. I feel like you've you've upped my donation. Yeah, so. so nobody can say you didn't you didn't come yeah. in here and do a great job. Absolutely. But seriously y'all, we need 3 people to call 608-256-2001 extension 1 or give online at wortfm.org. o r g. And hopefully you all will call. We're going to jump back into the conversation. Hopefully you love WORT as much as we do. Um, and you want to make sure that we stick around for the next 45 years. We made it through the pandemic. Um, help us make it through inflation, y'all. So jumping in back into our conversation, I, I think... There's a lot of uh, stigma around the pregnancies of of immigrants, um, and there's a lot of conversation about what's been done to indigenous communities around pregnancy and sterilization throughout the history of the United States. Um, the the term anchor baby has been um, really clung to by Fox News um, as if certain people are, are having kids as part of a, a calculated effort to um avoid kind of the the normal process for immigration in the united states how do you all deal with the the racism that is aimed at your climb clients how do you all combat kind of a society that isn't necessarily celebrating the pregnancies of indigenous women and latino women and Mat- matilda we'll start with you
2: thank you thank you for the question huh? always i'm a native from south america i'm a quichua otavalo so in um, here in the uh, united states is, is very it's i think it's the same because uh, um, from the indigenous women so for the uh, latin women uh, are always um um uh, Como se dice conejillo de indias uh, like guinea pigs yeah like like this because uh, uh, they they want to try the new medicines or new things in our bodies first and then to the the, to the others to to the white community or i think no and uh, for that we don't want to see the doctor especially the natives if it's not necessary so we have this mentality that no no, um, uh, no, uh, no, go, no, take uh, something for um, pregnancy or something because it's not good for you. It's in our communities, they do something, but bad, bad things. The, the women are sterilized. sterilized so we are no uh, no good uh, thinking about the, the Occidental doctors or something but uh, we try right now to to the new generations uh, educated more and fight for the rights and uh, they have a voice to to fight with these things that in their history have Mm
0: -hmm. thank you so much for speaking to that and i want to ask rosa rosa you know when you're kind of Addressing the the issues that folks face in terms of our, our society's attitude towards Latino women and indigenous women, what are the things that that doulas provide? If you're listening to this show and you've never heard of a doula, never worked with a doula, you don't know what doulas do during birth or dur- do as prenatal care or postnatal care. Um, what does that work actually look like? Yes, yeah. or um,
4: we'll work that me we work with um with a woman when it's pregnant right and we work with her in the delivery and after delivery yes when um if the mom is start to pray i mean or if really i mean i would like to have all the months when they start with the pregnancy you know in the first time semester mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes we had on the last time of the domestic, I'm not sure if I said correct. Um, uh, And we work better with her. I mean, even if she has uh, nine months old, or even if uh, her deliveries the next week, we try to give all the information. I mean, we can um, try to work better than if we had a, a, five or six months before, no? But it's more quickly. Okay, what is what you need, um we we can uh, work with you like this and this and this and this. It's uh we had um also uh we we had a meetings with the moms once a month and it's part of the education so and when I say I don't like to say too much education, we because we educate together with the mom and i, I learn about I learn together no i am learned too much with the mom except with this when it's a uh, different countries i mean i am a mexico but i would like i mean i like too much to work with the other um um uh, other communities um, thank you
0: Thank you so much for talking about what you do to support the mom, you know, during prenatal care and even, you know, kind of right up to a week before somebody gives birth, they can call you all and ask for support. I think that's. So remember that if you know somebody out there, Roots for Change uh, can can get in touch with you at any point during your pregnancy and provide support. Sooner is better is what I'm hearing. Um, But. Even if it's late in the game, they are there They are there to support you. I, I want to ask, Mariella, you know, Roots for Change works with women throughout their pregnancy. Um, there's a data point that says about 50% of pregnancies end in miscarriage. Miscarriage is a really common phenomena. How do doulas support women or folks who are experiencing miscarriage? So it depends on the... Um
3: and yeah, like most women, I think that, if, for example, I had a miscarriage. Uh, it was really early in, in between my pregnancies and it just happened at home and then that's it, right? So many times, mostly in our community, it just happens at home and nobody never knows about it. When it's a more advanced miscarriage um, or stillbirth, for example, one of, um, we had already experienced that pain with some of our clients. And... Um, the way to handle that type of pain is by being there with a the person and their partner, if there is a partner or their family. One of the things that we, um, we when we're pregnant, we have a cocktail of, um, of hormones running through our veins that really um, communicate with our mental state. So you cannot separate physical pregnancy with mental pregnancy and mental health. So one of the things that we um, have really strive for is to also gain the resources, either internally, um, educate ourselves more to be of more support, but also externally to uh, connecting with um, perinatal mental health providers that will provide assistance to that person and their family. a a, a loss in pregnancy is not just a loss for the person, it's a loss for most likely a family. So, and we provide those type of services in a highly confidential way. It's all in Spanish, it's um, meeting the person where the person is. And um, the providers that we work with, they're all specialized, they're specialized in this area. They're all from Latin America. One of the things that is really important for listeners to understand is that if already access to, me- to physical health, to you know, me- biomechanical, biomedical um, uh, uh, health is hard in the United States for immigrants. Mental health access is even harder. So we had to uh, connect with providers outside of the borders of the United States. Also, because the experience of an immigrant sometimes is better understood by somebody um, that... Unfortunately, didn't go to school in the United States for many, uh, in many ways because in, in the way that United States um, are, the many programs train mental health providers or doctors is from, um, when you're talking about uh, the, the Latino Hispanic community is highly superficial. Mm. So um, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's like like you don't learn a lot about black black health or Hmong health. So it's the same with Latino health. And like Rosalba mentioned, we are a highly diverse community. So it's not the same talking with somebody from Mexico, from a rural area, than from somewhere from Mexico, you know, uh, capital, or from someone from Argentina or Ecuador. So I think that having services that really provide support to families and the person in a moment of grief and loss It's not something that um, a doula can do alone. It really needs a multidisciplinary uh, support team.
0: I have so much to say in response to what you just said, and I'm so grateful for what you just shared with the folks who are listening. But before I respond to what you just said, I want to celebrate a little bit. We just had somebody give. You want to give a little shout-out to our our first donor of today? Thank you so Uh, much.
1: Unfortunately, we don't have the bell in here, so I'll just be like, dang, uh, we (laughs) got a... (laughs) donation from uh jennifer avoid um i hope i'm saying that right jennifer um thank you very much for your donation this is this is the kind of support i'm talking about um this person clearly was uh interested at the very least interested if not moved by the subject today to say hey i want to hear more of this kind of reporting um where else are you going to get um, news stories and this kind of coverage, um, yeah. other than here on a public affair at WORT, and um, two and more, two more pledges ought to do it for this hour. I mean, more than that is is more than welcome, of course. But uh, it's true. But you know, two more people just step up and do it. Two five six two zero zero one. That's six zero eight area code, extension one, and wortfm.org. dot You can make a uh, pledge and keep shows like this going and keep stories like this coming
0: i i just want to thank folks who are out there listening and i also want to encourage folks to give to help us keep the lights on to make sure that you know 45 years from now folks are still able to tell these kinds of stories and have these really important conversations um because if if we don't you know then then we've kind of We've lost a big part of who we are as a community and how we can uplift one another's voices. And I've been listening to WORT since I was a kid. I grew up here. So to me, um, it's it's a, a part of Madison that we should be so proud of All and right. pour a lot of love and resources in today. Absolutely. So call 608-256-2001, extension 1, and give. And I think as we were yeah. chatting, someone gave. Do you yeah, wanna- the,
1: the Wonder News director, Shali Pittman, came in and brought me. <laughs> <laughs> My bell. And uh, also another pledge from Diana Mihowski-Turner. Thank you very much. Um, we love you, Diana. Love Thank it. you. Please, uh, Please keep yeah. giving y'all. You it's... can be like these two and yes. pledge. And, we, and
0: and right now we need one more pledge to kind of fulfill the hour. The number is 608-256-2001, extension 1. Or you can donate online at w o r t f m. Dot O R G. Please give what you can. But going back to what Mariella just said, I really appreciate you talking about how doctors are not trained to work with certain communities. Thinking back to my own pregnancy, um, there I'm I'm I don't know if you all had this, but when I was pregnant, um, I've been pregnant three or I've been pregnant more than three times, but I have three children. Um, and I've had three, you know, really beautiful births. But while I was pregnant, I got a a vitamin D test. And every single time I got the vitamin D test, I was told I was vitamin D deficient. And it wasn't until kind of halfway through my second pregnancy that someone finally mentioned that they don't have the ability to measure vitamin D in the bodies of black people, that what they actually measure is a protein that vitamin D bonds to. um, And black people have a lot less of that protein um, because our bodies are better at absorbing vitamin D through sunlight, through our skin. Um, and so I was getting this test and being told I was vitamin D deficient and not getting accurate information about my health or my body because there is this one size fits all approach to medicine. Another thing that happened to me while I was pregnant um, and this is kind of, I think, one of the worst things you can say to somebody who's about to give it birth, but I was having an ultrasound for my third child and the ultrasound technician is like, whoa, she has a really big head. And I was I was like, oh, that's like literally like not what you want to hear. Right. Like you just don't want to hear like this kid has a huge head. Um, and then a different technician who was a woman of color came in and she said, oh, no, all babies that are not white um, have bigger heads like their their faces are wider across your baby's head is. And I was also as a little worried by the way she said it. I was like, oh, am I at risk for hydrocephalus or what are you what are you actually telling me about the size of my kid's head? Um and she said, no, that's really specific, like Asian babies and black babies and, you know, often kids of color, their heads are bigger, you know, across in this very specific way. Um, but all of the measurements for babies are based on white babies. Um, so how do you all kind of create a, an atmosphere at Roots for Change where the unique experiences of women of color are are really uplifted and are, are talked about thoughtfully? Matilda, I want to ask you. And I'm so sorry. I keep reading your name and knowing that's not how you say your name. So can you please say your name for folks? Matilde, Matilde. Matilde, I'm I'm so sorry. It's
2: yes, okay. No, it's um. I think we we are prepared for that. Always they have to to say they have to say something. Uh, if it's not the the time to they have a uh, time to give where they give some some excuses to they have uh, to deliver in in the day that they want. So they put some things that scare us, sometimes the, the, the heart beating, the, the the size of the head. <laughs> but we are prepared to the, the, the moms to say, no, you have to fight for the rights. We know now we have a voice, and so for that is important, the doula. The doula explain to her what happened, no? If you have a doula in this time, maybe you... You are don't scared. Try to. we have to try to avoid these things, to to focus on whatever, the delivery, because you are going to have the baby and this is, that's it. The other point is, it's not something bad. You have to be focused on that. No matter what size are, are your kid. My kid was almost 12 pounds and I give a delivery uh, a, a natural birth. It's almost get
0: it, very- Get hard. it, mama. We're not going to act like you didn't just say that. You said your kid was almost 12 pounds.
2: He's almost 12 pounds, and my baby right now is a very mm-hmm. nice lady, beautiful lady. But I was, a, I was, a, I must work th- uh, things here in America was a, have a baby here. In, a, in my country, I have a two, but was easy, natural, In a, I have a um, uh, company. Apartera, and so it's a different different thing, natural things that the the natives have uh, in our homes or something. But here was the worst things in in my life. So big big baby, new new world. So for that I doing what I doing because I I need to to fight for the rights of the woman, That always say
0: oh. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like I'm talking to somebody profoundly powerful right now. I'm like that is, that is a really big, big baby and you know, also I think a testament to what people are capable of. The the human body is capable if if you believe, if you believe in women, if you believe in the strength of people who experience pregnancy, um then you'll be amazed by by how capable people are and i think you'll realize that support is necessary i had a doula at all three of my births and at all three of my births, the, the doula made a profound difference in my comfort, in my care, um, you know, making sure that I wasn't being bullied or intimidated, that I felt like my plans were respected um, and that I felt really well informed. So Roots for Change, I'm like, I'm, I'm so excited that we get to have this conversation with you. And Mariella, I see your hand up. Uh, what, what's up? What do you want to add to kind of what we were just, what we were just saying, what we were just talking about? Yeah, I think
3: that is hard. You know, when you're talking about issues that really um, you're passionate about, you just want to jump in. But I think that you know, f- for us, and and you ha- you mentioned it briefly before, Ali, in terms of the medicalization of a birth. I, uh, I mean, birth is a natural physiological process that all mammals go through. You know, that in the in the with with well, beings with placentas, when it was taken away from the hands of midwives and the knowledge of that women carry within. It became mechanized, and it was put a, a dollar symbol in it because it's profitable. It's profitable to have mechanized births. Um, but one of the things, and it's, it ha- it's not only in the United States, it's happening across the globe. And it's really sad because we have been given birth from the beginning of Civilization and and understanding. We we as doula's understand the importance of having the the right care when care is needed in terms of um, of emergency births. But in reality, those ones should be the less percentage of births. And 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 for us, when we are with a family with a pregnant person, um, and Mati and Rosalba keeps keep, you know they they have said it before in terms of. Prov- giving, providing that person with the tools for her to make her decisions, and and to have the voice that she has. But in our immigrant communities, um, you know, many times because the there is an exchange with an interpreter, so there is some lost loss in translation. When there is um, fear of other consequences or repercussions of you speaking up. Many of our moms keep silent. And we have seen over and over again that when we are in the room with them or when they come prepared after we talk to them, there is a layer of their own, the ownership of their own bodies and where the intimidation of physicians or nurses, and I don't necessarily say that they do it on purpose. No, it's sometimes it's how the system imbe- that they're embedded in um, makes them act, right? I'm not, and because we have, encounter wonderful providers, um, but unfortunately the majority of them are nested within a system that profits, drives, results. Mm. And we come from the other perspective that care, time, patient, and physiology can drive the results. And multiple, we see birth as um, a, um, like a tapestry, that is not just the, your physical health or what you care what you're caring within but it's everything that is around you so with roots we see the person as a person not as an uterus that is pregnant right so i, I think that that's um also the comple- the complexity of our work too because um it's multi-layered
0: oh i so mm-hmm. appreciate the the conversation about humanizing birth right and and making people who are pregnant into people versus you know there's a lot of language right now that dehumanizes moms that dehumanizes people who experience pregnancy and kind of turns folks instead of into autonomous beings into objects um that can be impregnated and that you know uh Yeah, that are kind of vessels for 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 pregnancy, vessels for birth. Um, And so really talking about the the humanity of people who experience pregnancy, I think, is something we haven't been taught to do. Um, And we think of pregnancy as something that impacts, you know, some people, not all people, although I don't know anybody who wasn't born. Um, I don't know anybody who who got here any other way, right? Everybody, everybody was 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 you know you got a birthday because you were born. Uh, I w- I want to ask Rose Ab- Ro- rosaval I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, my pronunciation of your name is just awful today. Um, So I'm just going to ask you to pronounce your name for our listeners so that they know who you are as a member of of Roots for Change. And then I want to ask you about how you all work to support folks who want to terminate pregnancy, who are pregnant, or who have such medically complex pregnancies that termination is the healthiest option for, for that particular individual.
4: Um. Mariela, ¿me puedes
3: ayudar con esta pregunta para poderla contestar bien? Ajá. ¿Quieres contestarle? La contesto yo.
4: ¿Qué fue lo que mencionó?
3: Preguntó que cómo nosotros facilitamos el, personas que quieran terminar su, su embarazo, ¿verdad? ¿Y qué recursos podemos proveer para esas personas? Puedes continuar
4: si quieres. Lo que puedo, lo que puedo mencionar es que respetar la decisión de la mamá es muy importante. Entonces decisión,
3: So Rosabell, um, so here and I are gonna team tag for this question for this answer. Thank She's you. saying that for us, the most important thing is that we always respect the decision that the person is making. With no judgment or questioning you know and i think that that's um something that it seems like common sense (laughs) but it's not right um and mostly in our community where there's so much stigma uh, for abortion and and it's although you know you you survey latinos and because we have we're highly um, diverse in our generations, right, within the United States. And even within the states, it's really different, the confirmation of Latinos' demographics. Research is showing that more and more Latinos are in favor of abortion, at least the decision that the person makes to, to have one. Mm. Although those conversations are still highly um, taboo within families, Mo- mostly that... Um, recent immigrants or like, you know, the three of us that were born and raised in different countries that moved to the United States. These conversations are more open with our children or grandchildren, right? So there, there is that generational gap. Um, but people like us, um, generationally wise, we are becoming more aware of, the, uh, of what is happening with the youth, in, in the Latino youth, how we support families, to be honest, um, is offering those spaces, where families or people, because that will be more person to person, will come and say, or um, I I don't, this is not a pregnancy that I was expecting. I didn't know that I have options. Well, that was before, you know, a couple of months ago, didn't know that I have options to terminate it. Now that I am far along, I would like to give this baby an adoption. I would like to do X, Y, or C. So we, in many ways, um, it seems like for our Latino community, the right or the knowledge about abortion resources and, conversa- and spaces for conversation is, is scarce. It's really, really scarce. Um, and, they, and there are many believers there that, you know, what God will, that we need to continue with this pregnancy. There are others that, is, that are more like, is the women's decision to do. For us, what we offer is we are not... Um, none of us is trained as a, as a, a abortion doula yet, but we offer the space to refer for resources, to give them the information that they need to know uh, based on what is coming out. because right now it seems like every week something else is, is you know, coming up. Um, and, and for them to have the capacity to make a decision, if financial support were to be needed for them to travel someplace else, um, we also will We'll pull resources to, to assist that person, too. Um, and I think that sometimes for us, the because of the state and the makeup of our community, just the people know that we are there to hear them without judging them or telling anybody that the confidentiality is primal, primal for our work, that they could come and talk about what is happening. And that decision is theirs. And we're not going to try to persuade, or to do anything because that's not our role.
0: Oh, I think that I love what you said so much because I think it's so deeply rooted in respect for people who experience pregnancy. Um, And I think that's one of the things that that makes doulas really different than than doctors or midwives in terms of the the more medical component of of birth. Um, Doulas are really the folks who show up and listen and respect and care in a really intimate, really beautiful way, Um, no matter what a person is deciding. And so I think having reverence and respect for for moms and the needs that folks who give birth and are pregnant have um, is such an essential part of the conversation we're having about reproductive rights i love what you just said i think our listeners also love what you just said because we just got another donation ring the bell my friend we did Yes. Oh, my goodness. We have another donation from Anita in Oregon. Thank you. She says, Wart, for everything you've shared with our community, I feel so lucky to listen. I learn something every day and I'm lifted by the intelligent commentary and wide range of musics, H- music, huge shout out. Thank you so much for giving. We've got a little bit ta- of time left in this conversation. So Andrew, you want to let people know one more time oh, yeah. how they can give.
1: Yeah. Uh, calling the uh, phone number here at 608-256-2001 extension one um, and get on the phone with Patty there and um, yeah, make a pledge that way or on our website, W O R T F M o r g um we are in the information age now so <laughs> you, you know make use of Al Gore's uh, helpful invention right? there so.
0: are so many ways to give but I will say I got on the air I think I want to say in like spring of 2020 and I was like give however you want and then mm-hmm. of course like you know Madison somebody ran down in person mm-hmm. and like folks ran into the studio and were like stop saying that we're yeah. trying <laughs> to stay safe
1: I, I will say we are uh, the station is closed to uh, um, uh, pledge pickup for thank you gifts we are mailing them out so please don't come here (laughs) so and also all three
0: of our guests today are joining us from varying locations Mm -hmm. some of them look like they're outside in warmer weather than we're having here in wisconsin but i'm like they they are not with us in the studio they are joining us via remote technology Mm -hmm. um you are in the studio this is the first time i've hung out with somebody in the studio in a long time it's been a while yeah before we go i just think like you know, if folks want to get in touch with Roots for Change, if they want to make sure that the the people in their life know that this support exists, if they want to volunteer for you all, if they want to become doulas, what do they need to do? Which which one of you wants to speak to that a little bit? Oh, yeah. So I
3: think that is um, we are. Easily uh, available via Facebook, and uh, and I, uh, you know, you can look uh, for us Roots for Change Co-op and um, also to our website dot 44 changecoop um, And also, you can call us, and Matty I don't know you can put that, that phone number in the chat. There's some number that I never, never remember. I've got the um, number for but- you,
0: so if you want to call Roots for Change, it's 608-770-8561. Again, Roots for Change yes. to get a hold of them is 608 770
3: 8561. Yes. And I think that for us, it's really important that listeners listeners understand that our services and we offer scholarship for our Duda support, where it's continuous, even though we are a cooperative, so a social enterprise um, that we. We need to um, pay ourselves and pay our services. We um, we have great funders that have support our work to provide scholarships for families looking for services. But our scholarships are designated to Latino and Indigenous women um, because they're the ones that, for us, they, 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 they're not accessing the resources, uh, or they're not resources out there. So um, in terms of volunteering with us, we're always looking for people that have the heart to um, to wanted to volunteer, but we and and we also look for Latino and Latina women or or, or men that want to volunteer because we really want to create a movement of a community mo- mobilization in this area because pregnancy doesn't only pertains a female it pertains the male, right? It's, you need two for this dance. <clears throat> um, so I think that is it's really important for us that to have volunteers that um, understand that context of our families. Thank you. Um, obviously. Yeah, we work also with with non-Spanish speaking uh, volunteers with that respect our culture.
0: Roots for Change. I cannot thank you all enough for joining me today here on WORT 89.9 FM. Thank you for talking to us about the work you do. Thank you for helping us get pledges. Thank you to everybody who listened and everybody who gave. If you want to give a little bit more or give for the first time, the number is 608-256-2001 extension one huge shout out to sholly ben rochelle andrew for making today's show happen um please give y'all please support wort